Grab the popcorn and get ready to join Chris and Geordie on a journey through some of the most celebrated films of all time that Geordie's never seen before. You're listening to It's About Time You Watch This. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Chris and Geordie. And today we are delving into the movie that sort of started the big twist ending craze. One of the biggest horror films of the last forevers. And shockingly, a movie that you didn't know the twist ending to. Cole, what's wrong? Don't move. Don't make a sound. I want to tell you my secret now. I see dead people. Ah! You ever feel the prickly things on the back of your neck? Yes. That's them. The Sixth Sense. Yes, today we are watching The Sixth Sense. Yeah. When I brought this movie up. Yes. And I said, have you seen The Sixth Sense? And you said, no. What's that about? (laughs) I nearly lost my mind. Yeah. Because I realized that I was sitting in our lounge room with the one person in the entire world that did not realize or know the twist ending to this movie. Uh, can we leave it there for a second? If anyone else has not seen this movie, don't I feel listen. Like, no, I feel like anyone that hasn't seen this movie still knows the, the whole twist, twist ending. ending. If you don't know the twist ending, can you just like comment on this so that I know I'm not the only person in yeah, the world? Yeah, if, if you're going into this podcast having not watched this movie and not knowing the twist ending, let us know because I find that very hard to believe because it is one of the biggest things in pop culture over the last 30 years was the twist ending to this movie. I see. It was a, a phenomenon that people just didn't see it coming. No. Unless you had the movie soundtrack, but we'll get to that later in facts. What were your first thoughts going to this movie? Because you had no idea what we were watching. I I don't even know what I thought. I was like the sixth sense. So someone's going to be able to read minds or something. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Okay. okay. But yeah, honestly, I was just like, I have no idea. I kind of thought aliens at some point, okay. but then, you know, it doesn't really give much away. No, well, it doesn't. So first things first, did you recognize the main actor? Surely you did. I did because you made me watch his stupid diehard movie, which I actually enjoyed, Bruce Willis. He was also the lead of another movie we've done on the podcast, The Fifth Element. Yeah, that was another one I didn't like. You did not like that. I really didn't you like really it. Didn't like Maybe that's element. what my issue was. Maybe I thought The Sixth Sense and The Fifth Element, they were like movies together. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Maybe it is. Maybe that's why it, it makes sense. Off. Well, it makes starts sense. with a really intense opening scene. Yeah, the creepy guy in the bathroom and then he like shoots him and, and, and he's in his underwear. And rambling as well. And it's one of those things that you realise that, okay, this was a kid. Um, yep. Bruce Willis plays a child psychologist and this was a kid that he wasn't able to help. Yep, Who has lost him. his mind and has come because he he wants what is his. Yeah. He wants to be fixed and he, he failed he him. So he shoots him. The next scene, that's sort of, yeah, he's on the bed and he's been shot and we assume his wife's calling the ambulance. And, and everything's going to be fine. The next scene's a year later. And then we meet young Cole, who's yes. a little bit weird. A little bit strange. Yeah, a little bit spooky. A little bit cute but creepy. Yeah, and you feel for his mum. So his poor oh. mum is obviously at her wit's end. She's got this little kid who's distant, doesn't talk, is very weird, very odd, doesn't have any friends. She's just trying her best, trying to be a good mum. She thinks he's obviously just got, you know, he's just a bit odd and can't yeah. make friends and those sorts of things. But and obviously he's got he's got a, a bit of a secret that yep. he, he's too afraid to tell her. He doesn't want to burden her with it, which is really, really upsetting when you watch this 
from an adult point of view, watching this kid being too afraid to tell his mum because he doesn't want to upset her. Like, and especially is, when she does everything. Like, she's a great mum. She's trying her best. And, he, and he's yeah. trying his best to be a normal, happy kid. Like, he, yep. you know, he, 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 wa- he walks to school with this actor kid that he pays every day. Yeah, yep. So that his mum thinks he's got friends because yeah. he doesn't want to let doesn't. her down. He doesn't want to hurt her, which is really heartbreaking. At this point, so we're maybe 20, 25 minutes into the movie, we meet Cole. He's, he's having a sit-down in the church with Bruce Willis. Did you have any idea where this story was going yet? No. Did you have any idea that this was going to turn into a movie with ghosts? No, not at all. I thought he was just going to try and help the kid. Maybe the kid just, you know, was literally seeing things and, you know, it was just going to be more of a So you thought it was more of, more of a drama movie? Yeah, yeah. No idea that it was creepy. Did you start noticing the red theme poking throughout the movie at all? No. What do you mean by the red theme? So the director, M. Night Shyamalan, made ample use of the colour red throughout the movie uh, in scenes that precede... When a dead person becomes close by, something red appears. Huh. So a red ball, a red sweater, a red doorknob, a red balloon. Wow. So that was a sign that a ghost was coming. That a, go- that a ghost scene was coming. <sighs> That's kind of cool. So but like, no, didn't realise. Like when he's getting, when, when Paul Cole gets locked in the cupboard by those bullies. Yep. With, with <gasps> what we assume <gasps> is a ghost. Balloon. There's a red balloon that he's <gasps> following up the stairs. <gasps> what you see in this movie, what you don't see is almost scarier than what you do. Yeah. So when he's locked in that cupboard, obviously yep. he comes out and later on his mum finds a rip in his jumper and scratches on him. Yep, and he's bleeding and What was in that what sort of ghost was in that cupboard that was doing that to him? Yeah. Like what happened that you don't see any of that? And yep. I think that's one thing this movie does so well is what you don't see it's scarier is than almost what you are. I say almost because there's one scene that I saw when this movie first came out that still freaks me out to this day. <laughs> but it's almost scarier than what you do see. Hundred um, percent. Later in the film, they're on a bus and they're driving past a cemetery, and you see Cole just get really scared and look away, and you realise that that's because he's looking at a cemetery full of all these dead people. Dead people. And there was a, a scene in this movie that was cut when they're in the hospital when he mm. gets the scratches, and they're in the hospital and he's getting checked out because they think he's had a seizure when he's in, locked in that cupboard. There's there was a scene where he looked out the hospital window into the emergency ward oh and saw mangled, twisted people <gasps> and all deformed people and. <sighs> All this sort of stuff. And they cut it because obviously this movie in the States was rated PG-13. Here it's M. That's obviously how the ratings work here. A PG rating over there is equivalent to an M rating here. And they wanted to get that. They didn't want it to be an R-rated movie in the States because they wanted it to make good money, obviously. So that was obviously a lot of that stuff, a lot of that really horrific stuff was toned right down. We still got quite a bit of horrific stuff. Yeah, bit full on. We'll talk about it as we go along, including the scene – with the mum in the kitchen, but we'll get to that when we get to the ghost because we then finally get that iconic line where Haley Joel Osment opens up to Bruce Willis. I see dead people. And the twist, well, the very first part of the twist comes in because up until that point, we don't realise what's going on with Cole. We just think he's troubled. You don't realise that he's seeing ghosts. Yeah, you just think it's in his head. Yeah, like literally seeing them. And even at that point, Bruce Willis, doesn't believe him. No, thinks he's, God, no. Thinks he's just a kid that's making stuff up, that he's seeing things. It's part of his mental issues. It's and then here I go, because as soon as I hear that line, I'm like, oh, I know where it's from now. Because that's one of those famous lines that I have heard before. And but again, that's because this movie is no so context. famous in pop culture that I was blown away that you didn't know the twist. You knew that line. You've heard that line before. Yep. But you didn't still know the twist ending. Nope. No idea. Don't look at me like that. What? I just don't understand how someone goes through <laughs> life without seeing or hearing anything about this. You've met me, right? I know, but still. <laughs> like, I just, it boggles my mind. So Bruce Willis starts to think he might be actually telling the truth. 
And this is the scene where he goes back to the tapes of the guy that shot him. Yes. Because obviously, you know, he was a child that he tried to help. Yep. And he's got all his sessions recorded. And he's listening to the tape and you hear him, you know, he's sort of isolating it and turning it up. And yep, then you hear, hear a ghostly whisper at the end of it in Latin. And he translates it and it's something like, uh, I just want to die or something like that. I just want to be, I want to pass over. So it was, it's something. And he goes, oh my God, this kid is this telling is. the truth. So that's when we start seeing more ghosts. We see the, the kid in the hallway. Mm-hmm. So when Haley Joel Osmond's in the hallway and you see the kid walk into his bedroom and you go, and he turns around and the kid goes, come on, I know where my dad's gun is. And then he turns around and the whole back of his head's missing. Yeah. And that's where Cole's like, I don't want to sleep in my room tonight. Can yep, I sleep I with you? And his mum's just like, of course you can. Like not realising that there's, there's a spirit reasons. in reasons, yeah. You get the mum in the kitchen. Yep. Now that's a scene. So I first saw, saw this movie when it came out. I saw it on VHS at a friend's house. And that scene, still to this day, I can't watch it. How old were you? you? I would have been 12 at that point, I think. Okay, this was yeah, 99 yeah. this came out, and I reckon it was 2000 when I saw it, so I would have been 12. And you might have noticed that I went to the fridge when that scene came on to get something to eat. I did notice eat. that you were gone, yeah. That's why, because I still can't watch that. I just oh. cannot watch that scene. Anything else in it doesn't really faze me, yep, but that, that scene, scene just, it, I, I can't, I just can't watch it. No. Nah. It still just, still ugh, it just, it affects me to this day, and that's the <laughs> sign of a good movie, but... The Hanging Ghosts in the school is another one because that's always a bit of a thing for me. But that gets me every time. The burnt teacher, yep. uh, the person killed in the car accident. Yes, caught, and he knows. And he knows and he says, you know, mum, when he's coming out, out to his mum, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but he yep. sort of says someone was hurt. They yeah. died. And she was like, how can you how see that from see? here? He's like, she's standing at my window. And then it flashes <laughs> and she's standing there. Again, so I, I remembered that being much more graphic than it was. Yeah. See, I wasn't technically scared by any of it. I was just kind of like, oh, it's yeah. another one. But that's – I still have this vision of watching this when I was 12 years old. So, exactly. So it would freak you out a so little bit. So I, I still – with that scene where it's like she's standing at my window, I'm in my head have that being way more gory and stuff than it actually is. Yeah. It was actually quite toned down, which actually surprised me. But the, the big, there's almost a, a celebrity cameo before she was a celebrity is Misha Barton from the OC. Yes, and I knew that one. I was going to say that was one that, that was you one said. I knew. You said, is that the girl from the OC? I said, yes. Yes. You, you're onto it. All over it. You picked one. Yeah. Hey, I've getting, picked a few now. You're getting better picked at this. A few. I'm impressed. Every you are episode, get, I've You are some. getting better at this. I will yeah. rate that. Of course, she plays the vomiting girl. Yep. Uh, and this was one of her first, first big scenes, but... This is a turning point for Cole as well because he's he finally then, starting to face his because fear. Bruce Willis says to him, you, instead you, of getting scared, want? maybe they're coming to you because they want something. Yep. Like, see if you can help them. And that's when he actually talks to her. And after she vomits and he freaks out and he comes back and she goes, I feel a bit better now because she's vomited. And that's when he goes to the funeral because she, says I, ne- she says, I need you to help me. And he finds this box and he goes up to the dad and he says, are you her dad? And he says, yes. She wanted you to have this. Yep. He opens the box and it's a video. Yeah. And it's a video that she was recording, playing with her toys. And then it films that the mother was actually poisoning Poisoning her. her. And it was, yeah, full on. Again, red. Did you notice the mother was the only person not wearing black at the funeral? She was wearing red. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Which is both apparently a testament to one, the fact that the ghost was present, but the other way that she craved attention. Ah, it's a bit of, of because that's why she. That's why she was. Yeah. They also mentioned that the apparently, if you listen to the background, one of the mourners says, "Oh, apparently the other little girl is sick now too." Yes, I did hear that. So that's makes you think <gasps> is she poisoning the other daughter as well? Yeah. What a bitch. So that's well, hundred <laughs> percent. But that's 
that's when he realizes that he can help them. And Bruce yeah. Willis encourages him to talk to his mother, to open up, tell her, and he does. And this scene just broke you. Oh yeah, I was oh oh I was dying. It was so sad. And it's a, it's a powerhouse of acting from. So Tony Collette is an Australian actress. The mum, she's Australian. Wait, who? Tony Collette. Was she on a TV show or something? Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. Was she Tony Collette? Did she run like a TV show or something? You're not like thinking, a game show or something. No, I think you you might be thinking of Tony Pearson. Uh, Tony Collette was in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, no, I haven't seen um, Muriel's Wedding. You, you, no. You'd know her. You, okay, I think, I think if something came up, I feel like Mum might have said like Mum would know. Like oh, 100. Your mum loved would her know or something. Who, yeah, 100. Yeah. Absolutely incredible in this, and that scene alone just. Absolutely. Is that the one where she's having the bad dreams as well about the him? The scene where she's having her bad oh. dreams and he, she's like, no, he's a good boy, he's a good oh boy. Oh, my God. I uh, died. Like, she, she's just a mother that's just worried about her child. She just wants the best for him. And again, even when he said, like, when he's talking about grandma, she's like, no, you can't say that. That's not right. You, you can't talk about these things. Yeah. And he says, and he goes into that whole story about how I talked to grandma and she <gasps> she was there. You had the fight, but she came and she watched you. And I'm going to cry again she thinking gave, about She it. gave you the, like, she wanted to say absolutely to the question you ask at her grave. What's the question, mum? Oh. And, he's, and she says, I ask her if she's proud of, she's me. proud of me. And he says, she is. And then they hug. And yep. it's this whole thing where she finally starts to understand What's going her on. son and understand and believe him and listen to him and, and realise that she might be able to help him. Yeah. This is where the waterworks start. But it's where he realises that he can become someone. I think he, he, can, help. he, he can help these spirits. He can you know, help people right yeah. their wrongs and, and move on. Do what they need to do. Which is what he's done for Bruce Willis. Yep. And that's where we come to the big twist. Can you can you read out the note that you made when it was revealed that Bruce Willis had been dead the entire time? There were two notes. Mm-hmm. The first one, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> and sorry then to everybody s- listening to eardrums right then. <laughs> and then the second one was, he was dead the whole time? <laughs> so if you go back, and I noticed this re-watching it with you, and I've rewatched this movie a couple of times now, yep. but you start really noticing everything. Like the fact that when he and his wife go out for dinner and he's trying to explain to her why he was late. And, and she wasn't listening. She was, you think in the movie at the time, she's ignoring him and yep. she's shitty with him. She's not. He's dead and she's out celebrating their by anniversary herself. by herself. Oh, see, that just hits the feels in even more ways. Like when she's being hit oh. on by this younger guy and you think, oh, she's cheating on her husband. It's her trying to move on. Move on. on. <laughs> and that final scene where he's realised <sighs> that he's dead. Well, when he's about to realise, and he's saying to her, "You know, I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I tried to be there, and you never came second, and rah, rah. And then you see the winning ring fall off. roll out, and his brain clicks, and he realises, and he's tried. <sighs> and as Haley Joel Osment says, they don't see other ghosts, and they sometimes they only see what they want to see. So, like, when he was trying to get into the basement throughout the movie and couldn't get that door handle to open, it then shows that there's a table in front of it. That's why he couldn't open that door. It's things like that, these little twists that, and if you go back as you watch it, you see all these little things. Like the fact that, did you realise that when he first sees Cole at the start, when they first meet and he's across the road and you see Cole run to the church and he's sort of looking at him and he's running. And he runs to the church. Because he's scared of him. He's running away from him because he's a ghost and he (laughs) realises and he thinks he's there to hurt him. Oh, my God. That's what? why he runs to the church for sanctuary. What? My it's brain little, hurts. It, this this film is littered oh. with stuff like that that actually makes you go. And at the end of the, 
you know the credits at the start, the voice that plays on the tape that he listens to later of Vincent's and he hears that ghost voice, that ghost voice is actually at the end of the credits at the very start as a precursor to this whole thing. Wow. There are so many little nods. And this is why so this every, oh. M. Night Shyamalan became this, this this famous director for the for these sort of movies. Yeah. He's such a, an incredible writer. And a lot of his other movies that have come out since haven't been as good. Signs was okay. Mm. The Village was – I hated The Village. It was his latest one, A Knock at the Cabin, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but it looks really good. Okay. Very different. And yep. that's why I'm intrigued to see it. Because he does tend to do movies that are different. Whether they pay off or not has been up and down. Yeah. But this movie does. So we'll get into some of the facts. This was one of three films Bruce Willis starred in as a part of a settlement with Disney. Ah. So a couple of years before this was released, he was supposed to star in another movie called The Broadway Brawler. Yep. Didn't go go well. He was producing and starring in the film. He fired most of the crew, including the director, less than three weeks into production. Jesus. They had to abandon the movie altogether. It cost them $17.5 million, Disney. To make up for it, he signed a three-picture contract with them in which a portion of his salary would go back to covering the losses of that movie. Ah. So those movies were Armageddon, this, and The Kid, which ah. is another one, which I'm surprised you haven't seen The Kid. That seems like the sort of movie you would like. Okay. I don't know if you noticed this, but... The crazy guy at the start mm. and Haley Joel Osment, the kid, both had a patch of white hair behind their ear. Ah. So Shanlon decided that all the spirit spotters <gasps> should have a similar have physical that. attribute. That's clever. Misha Barton, we talked about her before. The vomit that she actually vomited up, which has sort of become an iconic scene in the movie, mm. was actually a breakfast cereal mix that she held in her mouth and then would spit up. Oh. But she didn't actually tell any of her friends that she was in the movie. Ah. So it actually caused one of her friends to run out screaming, horrified that her friend had just died in front of her. <laughs> no. I'd like to know if they made up or not, if they're still friends. Yeah, interesting. As I mentioned this earlier, Bruce Willis was left-handed but had to learn to write with his right hand so that viewers wouldn't notice he was wearing his wedding ring on his left hand because obviously there's a lot of things that they try to hide. Um, so you don't realise. But there's also a lot of tip-offs. Like he's wearing the same clothes that he was wearing time. at the start of the movie throughout basically the entire film. So he didn't it's the same jacket, either. the same thing. Yeah, our offside of Josh here sort of mentioned before that if you actually watch when he's walking, he has his hand in his pocket and he's holding on to where the gunshot was. Oh, that's crazy. But you also notice that he doesn't take his jacket off until the end of the movie when he figures out he's a ghost. That's when he's like, that's when and he that's does. when he sees the the blood and the gunshot. Everywhere. He has his jacket on the whole time. That's why nobody notices. Nobody knows. That he, you, the audience doesn't notice that he has nah, anything. So, look, th- this movie is one of the again. It's one of the most famous movies in history. Because everybody, well, almost everybody had heard about the twist ending. Yep. How did this, in your head, Mm. when you figured that out, was your mind completely blown? I know from your notes it sounded like you were. (laughs) Yeah, it 100% was. I was like, how did I not realise this? And then as soon as the movie finished, I was like, I need to watch that again and look for the clues. Well, I was going to say, we'll get to our final questions. Uh, the, the movie had a budget of $55 million, made $673 million. Jesus, that's uh, massive. Massive, massive uh, box office because uh, probably more of word of mouth, I think, because people were like, you have to see this. One other thing I didn't mention when I was talking about the, the, uh, the twist ending, the one thing that gave the twist ending away mm. was the soundtrack to the movie. Uh, why? Because it had one of the songs, one of the track listings was Marcus is Dead. Well, look, which was the sense. music that plays that when he <laughs> find, when he finds out that's the orchestral music like the the score that's playing in the background, but that's what they called it on the soundtrack. So if you look at the back of the soundtrack, it, it literally g- is. It gives away it gives away the twist. <laughs> yep. 
All right. So normally I would ask these questions in reverse, but I was going to say, would you watch a sequel to this movie? But there wasn't a sequel and it, you can't really sequelize this movie. No. Would you watch this movie again? 100%. To I take need notes to watch it on again. what you missed. All of these things, especially the red thing that you were talking about, like all of that. I need to watch it again now knowing the secret. I need to know. Do you think knowing the secret yep. would make the movie better or worse for you? Because obviously it's such, such, such a mm. big part of the movie and such a big twist. Do you think it would make it better or worse? I think I'm happy that I watched it and I didn't know because I wouldn't have gotten so emotional if I knew. Yep. So I think that way I'm happy that I didn't know, but I don't think it would make it better or worse. I actually found knowing the twist and watching it while you were watching it, I think I enjoyed it more knowing. Really? Because I was watching for the clues all and the, the little clues and the little signs and the little idiosyncrasies and the little things that yep. you go. You basically get to be the, like the detective as you're yeah. watching. 100%. And it sort of gives you a whole new level of appreciation for the movie as you watch it. And I, I think true. I enjoyed it more. So I'm interested to see if we watched it again, how you went with it. All right. What would you rate this movie out of five? It's pretty high up there. I don't know if I was emotional at the time, but I gave I it believe a, you were. <laughs> I gave it a 4.5. 4.5? Another, Another 4.5. 4. That's 5. two in a row. The Dark yep. Knight, now this. Yep. I don't know if I was crying and I couldn't see what I was typing or <laughs> the hormones, pregnancy hormones too, but no. Uh, yeah, I was. you did actually turn to me at one point and I think it was, might have even been during the, the scene where he's telling the mum that he sees dead people. You turned to me like, why would you make me watch this while I'm pregnant? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Sounds Which, about right. Because I'd forgotten, honestly, how much of an emotional movie this is. It's a roller coaster. Because to me, in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, and it's been, you know, it's been a couple of years since I watched it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a ghost movie. Yeah. You know, in my head, it's a horror movie. It's a ghost movie. But yeah. it's not. It's actually an emotional drama movie so as well. So emotional. I cried a lot. You did. A lot of tears. A lot I was of a tears. gross, snotty mess by the end of this. Yeah, 100% <laughs> you were. Wow, 4.5. That's, yep. that's massive. Yeah. And it'd be interesting watching it again if I would give it a 4.5 now that I know or if it could get higher after we've just if had that conversation. We've just had this conversation, like looking for Easter eggs and things. Wow. Yeah. Don't know. Could a rewatch of this potentially be the first movie that gets you to a five? It could be. Never know. Might have to try it. Wow. All right. Well, we're going to leave it there. Uh, next week, uh, our good friend Josh returns to the mic. He's going to be starring in a, a play that's coming up soon here in our hometown. Obviously, we had him on for Grease 2. That was that was an interesting conversation. But uh, he, he's going to be starring in a play based on a movie that he hasn't seen, which, again, is it's another one that's one of our favourites. Gets a regular a rotation in our movie, uh, at movie. our house. So I'm very interested to discuss that with him next week. So make sure you tune in. It's about time you watch this. We will talk to you again next week. You've been listening to It's About Time You Watch This, a creative media production.